Welcome to Heart to Heart Ministries. I'm Bernadette Jones here. And today I want to talk to you about the topic of cheer up. Cheer up. So John 16, 33, New King James Version says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Acts 27, 22 states, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. And then verse 25 of the same chapter, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Now, I know naturally when trials hit and things hit, the last thing we want to (laughs) do is cheer up. The last thing we want to do is be of good cheer. And I know we say that a lot around Christmas. Stuff like, oh, be of good cheer. But this is the lifestyle of the believer. Like, this is how we are to live when things hit. We're not supposed to let them affect us the way they do the world. And, like, one example for me where I've, in my life, it's I am a planner. I plan things. And for, um, we had a connect women's conference, virtual women's conference in February. And when I say, y'all, when I tell you almost nothing was going the way that I had planned, like things I wanted done by a certain date wasn't happening and I could feel myself getting frustrated. And then I had to catch myself because literally maybe a couple weeks before, uh, my first lady had preached a message and in her message she said frustration is not faith and I was like oh so when I felt myself getting frustrated I had to check myself and be like okay I'm not in faith right now so let me repent of that and get back in faith and I had to pray and gave the whole conference to God and was like God this is your conference um I'm a, I trust you to handle it I trust you to get everything done and then that wasn't enough then he told me to rejoice and my flesh was I said what (laughs) it was like I just I repented and I gave you my frustration but now I had to rejoice and cheer up and get happy and my flesh was not like "Mm -mm, no my flesh did not want to do that but my spirit did so my spirit made my flesh shut up and in my car I just started rejoicing and saying "Woo, glory to God thank you Jesus and ha 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 and getting happy making myself get happy and my flesh was just like what are you doing and I just I did it anyways regardless of how I thought I looked or how I thought I felt because keep in mind I was driving during this whole thing so but you know we have to do that when when things come we have to rejoice and we have to get happy and you have to make yourself rejoice because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what's popular, the word says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So even anytime you feel discouraged, you guys, make yourself rejoice. Don't put on some sad music and sit and wallow in it because then Satan will start messing with you and we don't live by our feelings, we live by faith. So even when things may look a certain way, you just rejoice. You rejoice over the word. Because like Paul says in Acts 27 verse 25, he's telling these guys because they had, he warned them. 
not to go on, not to venture on this journey. And they didn't listen to him and they went anyways and they get caught in the middle of a storm. And Paul at one point basically says, I told you so. <laughs> um, because it's, it's pretty bad. It's a couple weeks and it's pretty bad. And then in verse 25, and I would encourage you to read it, but, um, verse 25, he says, uh, be of good cheer. And this is after an angel of the Lord had appeared to him and said, no, you're, you're going to go stand before Caesar. So pretty much basically you're saying you're going to, you're going to make it through this. So he says, be of good cheer for I believe God. Y'all, when you believe God, you can cheer up. God has never lied to you. He has never failed you. We have failed him. We get off course. We allow things to get in the way. But God has never failed you. So why would we not cheer up if we believe God? So if we know his word and we don't cheer up, that's an indicator we're not believing God. We know it, but do you believe it? So like I said, uh, be of good cheer for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. So, and even um, the story of when Jesus and his disciples, they get in a boat and Jesus says, we're going to the other side. And then a literal hurricane hits and it says, and suddenly, that was an and suddenly storm that arose. And the disciples are off freaking out because they're like we're gonna die we're gonna die jesus is asleep on the boat asleep on the boat and the disciples are freaking out saying we're gonna die we're gonna die we're gonna die and here's the thing these were fishermen so it's not like they weren't used to being in a storm but this obviously had to be a pretty bad storm for the fishermen who were on water for a living who've probably been through some before for them to get to that place of we're gonna die and Jesus don't you care we're dying and they wake Jesus up and Jesus basically says what did I say and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this but he basically tells them didn't didn't I say we're going to the other side and he rebukes them for their lack of faith for their little faith um because actually they could have rebuked the storm themselves. But the fact that they had so little trust in what Jesus said. Now if Jesus is asleep on the boat in the middle of a storm. What reason or cause did they have to freak out the way they did? I mean like really think about that. If Jesus is with you in the middle of all hell breaking loose. Why are you stressed out and worried and Jesus is asleep? You have no need to worry, no need to fret. What did the word say? What did Jesus say? What did God say? And if you don't know, get in the word and find out what it says. Because we're not to worry. We're not to fear. Fear is a spirit and it's not of God. God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind says cast your cares on him because he cares for you so we are to cast our cares on jesus we are not to worry about them when things happen when we are persecuted we rejoice because jesus was persecuted 
there's a story in Acts, and I want to say it's Acts chapter 19, don't quote me on that, um, that it's about, there's an exorcist section, there's seven exorcists, and there's a demon-possessed man, and these exorcists try to cast out this demon, and they say, in the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches. So these men didn't have any knowledge or relationship with Jesus. And they say, in the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches. And this demon-possessed man stops raising hell. And he looks at them and says, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? You never want a demon to say, who are you? Because that means you have no power, no authority. He has no idea who you are. Because if you're identified with Christ, he knows who you are. Because the power of God is living inside of you. And we need to stop being afraid of the devil when we have power and authority over the devil. But that's a whole other teaching that I'm not going to get into. But, um, and part of that is rejoicing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Cheer up. Get happy. You cannot be depressed and happy at the same time. And if you, you, and when we get down and negative and in those depressing feelings, because Satan will try to bring those to you. Those are not your own. Any negative thoughts or emotions are from the devil. And you have authority and power over those. And so we rejoice over the word, over the promise of God. What does God say? And it means we've taken our eyes off of the promise. And we're no longer grateful for what he's done. Because typically, um, we get depressed comparing ourselves to other people looking at what we don't have, thinking we should be in a different place in life. And we need to learn to be content. Content does not mean settling. Content means you are happy where you are and with where God has you. Um, but it's okay to want more. But content is to be happy with where you are. Like I said, you're not comparing yourself to other people. You're not, you know, thinking you should be further along, you know, than you are. And if you know you have veered off course and been disobedient or rebellious to God, you just repent. And you, you start walking the way you're no, you know you're supposed to. You seek God's wisdom and let him lead you and guide you in the way that, that you will go. Um, but don't beat yourself up over it. Don't let Satan use it as a tool to beat your, yourself over the head with it. Um, don't, don't give him that place. You, you don't want him to have that place in your life. So even when your flesh doesn't feel like it, rejoice. Say, thank you, Jesus. Put on some, some like faith prize music that actually has the word of God in it. And you just rejoice. You dance around your house, in the car, wherever it is. And you just say, thank you, Jesus. I praise you. Lord, I thank you that I have a roof in my head. I thank you I have water. I thank you that you are my source. I thank you that you take care of me in grand style. I thank you that you are my father. I thank you that you died on the cross, that you sent Jesus to die for me. I thank you that you love me, that you have a purpose for my life. I thank you for your provision. I thank you you have guided me. I thank you for how you have protected me. I thank you that I have a job to take care of my bills. I thank you for whatever it is. I thank you for peace. I thank you for joy. Those are all things that he promises us in his word. And if you don't know those promises, get in his word and find those scriptures and, and write them down and look at everything and be like, you know, this is what the Lord has done for me. Even think about that. Think back and look at what has the Lord done for me? What has he brought me out of? Think about when he saved you. Think about that. Think about your own salvation story. And that's enough to say, thank you, Jesus. 
what he could have kept, what he kept you from, what he saved you from, how he spared you. Um, thank you, Jesus. That's enough to be thankful for and to rejoice, to rejoice over. And even, like I said, knowing, knowing how, that's how we fight the enemy. That's how we keep Satan from having a foothold in our lives and, and from um, blocking blessings in our lives because even with with planning that conference there were things I didn't know specifically what was going to change but I just had a sense that there were some things that were going to change and this this conference was the pivotal point for me and for me and um this ministry and so there was just attacks coming and I was able to see them because I was in the word I was building up my faith and fighting the devil you know praying over you know the women that would be a part of the conference the speakers and everything and just covering the whole thing in prayer and being able to see that frustration come being able to spot things of like okay no I'm, I'm gonna give this to God because I don't want to block or hinder anything so I'm gonna make sure my faith is where it's supposed to be I'll make sure my mouth is lined up with where it needs to be and then you know the conference came oh and the snor- snowstorm came the week before the conference and I ended up stuck um somewhere at uh not at home because my car would not start so you know even dealing with that and being cheerful keeping my eyes on the promise what did God say what did God say and even recognizing I'm stepping in faith doing something God has called me to do Satan is going to attack me that's what he does he you get on his radar when you begin to walk in faith and walk in obedience to God, he just gets like, hold up. What are they doing? They have to be stopped. And so he's going to bring stuff up because he knows all the people that you can reach. He knows if I can stop you, you're not going to reach somebody else who really needs to hear it. If I can stop you, you're not going to be able to save that person's life down the road that you're going to meet. And who knows the impact that one individual may have. You may touch one person. That one person may touch thousands, millions. But because of you, those millions got reached. Um, And so he knows this. He knows you have a great future. And you got to think, when Satan looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees God. So he doesn't like that either. Um, But I just want to encourage you. Whatever you're going through, keep your eyes on the promise. Rejoice get happy because worry and stress has never helped you but the joy of the lord is your strength the lord is your strength jesus is your strength so we do whatever your trials are not there to make you stronger your trials are there to take you out (laughs) but the joy the joy the joy of the lord is your strength so thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of heart to heart just remind you don't forget to like this to subscribe and to share it with people um because people need to know that you don't have to deal with all of this and they don't know how to fight it so the joy of the lord is how we are to to fight everything i would also encourage you guys you haven't already go subscribe to our youtube channel heart to heart ministries and you can follow us on social media and we actually have a blog on our webpage at heart to heart so heart to heart min.com
Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you. Well, we'll talk to you on the next heart to heart.